0: The current issue of Time Magazine is a special double issue on happiness. I have a copy of it up here. The cover is a hand-drawing of all the ways that Americans over our 238-year history from the founding of our nation have pursued happiness. A series of articles in here on happiness, the lead story has a photograph that I think probably best sums up The collection of stories. You can see it here. There's one who is happy and one who is not happy, right? The little girl there. That's the summary of these stories. It just shows the distinction between those who are and those who aren't. And time correspondent Jeff Kruger, he he begins this series of articles by writing this, and I quote, Americans are free to pursue happiness, but there's no guarantee we'll achieve it. The secret is knowing how and where to look. I couldn't agree more with his premise. The secret to happiness is knowing how and where to look. However, as he begins to unpack how and where to find happiness, I could not agree with him less. He cites research, articles, analytics, data, sociology, biology, literature, medical findings, psychological findings, pretty much everything under the sun, the very best of what humanity has learned through the ages. And he comes to this conclusion about the nature of happiness. He says, happiness is a simple gift of three things, biology, history, and environment. I don't fault him at all for his conclusion. In fact, his conclusion creates an important distinction that we don't often think about, but that has been highlighted in our summer series, The Walk of Wisdom. You see, there are two ways that every person on the planet can choose life, liberty, and pursue happiness. The first is to live by reason. That is to live by whatever is humanly possible to know to learn, to understand, to invent, to create. That's the first. And, and most people in our world today would choose reason as their source of life. Certainly what we find here in Time Magazine this week. The second way to go about life, to, to choose life, liberty, and to pursue happiness, the second way to go about that is to live by revelation, not reason, but revelation. That is what God has revealed to us about life, freedom, and happiness. Now, as those who follow Jesus Christ, we, we don't throw out reason. I'm not suggesting that at all. Our minds are a gift from God. We use our minds. But I would say this, we, we submit, as followers of Christ, we submit our reason to his revelation. As created beings, we submit our ability to reason to the one who created us and revealed himself and all of life to us. Now, now, I suspect that of everything that I just said, most of you would nod heartily in agreement. But if I were to ask you which of us are deeply experiencing the fullness of life, liberty, and happiness as God intends, I I think many of us would likely let out a deep sigh, kind of, well, it depends upon the day. It depends upon the hour. In fact, I suspect that many of us, and I'll include myself in this, that many of us would much of the time just admit that the challenges of life they they seem to outweigh the, the joys, the 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 worry, the anxiety, the fear. It constantly competes with rest and peace. The hurts that are just riding beneath the surface in me, they they they're kind of they temper the the gladness, the sense of gladness in my life. The losses they outweigh the blessings. What's what's wrong or, or what I don't have. It, it buries what's right and what I do have. We know in our heads that God's word holds the answers. Know in our heads that it's the wellspring of life, that it's the foundation of hope, that it is the path of peace. But, but moving that knowledge from our heads to our hearts, that's where we struggle. And we're not alone in that struggle. Ancient Israel struggled in just the same way. They struggled with moving God's promises to them as a nation from their knowledge of that to their hearts, that they might live from that place of security, that they might trust fully, that they might experience all that God did invite them to experience. And because they struggled with it, they did something, they practiced something that helped. And it's something that every single person in this room can do. I want you to take your Bible and open it first to Psalm chapter 1. We'll begin there. Psalm chapter 1. This is the first song in Israel's hymn book. And I want you to see the way that this psalm, and, and frankly, the book of Psalms begins. I'll give you just a moment to turn there, and then I'll read it for us. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Psalmist writes, How blessed, key word, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night that word blessed there literally means happy. Literally means happy. If the secret to achieving happiness is knowing how and where to look, we just found the mother load. God tells us that happiness, blessedness is tied to meditation on and delight in his word. Now, We're going to do something very different for the next 16 minutes. I'm not going to teach. I'm going to sit down with you, and we together, as we listen to God's word, are going to meditate on it and delight in it. This is going to be hard. It's going to require more work than just listening to me teach. In fact, I think it's going to require a spirit-empowered concentration on behalf of all of us. It's like this, it's like if you're in a small group of people and you're trying to have a conversation, someone's speaking and maybe you're outside or in a crowded restaurant and it's difficult to hear what they're saying and you really, really want to hear what they have to say and you're just leaning in trying to hear it. That's what it's going to require of us this morning to get it. That's what it's going to take. It's believed by some that at one point in the development of the book of Psalms, that Psalms began with Psalm 1 and and ended with Psalm 119. Psalm 1 telling us where and how to find happiness or blessedness in the word of the psalmist. And Psalm 119 showing us what it looks like, what it sounds like what it feels like to meditate on and delight in the very word of God. And so I want you to flip over to Psalm 119, if you would. Here we find the longest psalm, the longest chapter in the Bible. It's 176 verses, 22 poetic stanzas made up of eight verses in each. And I want us to look just for a moment at the first two verses here. Here's what the psalmist writes in Psalm 119, beginning in verse 1. How blessed, there's our word again, are those whose way is blameless, those who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. Here we see the theme continued from Psalm 1. In all but possibly three verses, 173 of the 176, the word of God is mentioned in Psalm 119. And the psalmist uses eight words, eight terms to describe the word of God. We just saw the first, that is law. Now that doesn't mean judicial law, doesn't mean 10 commandments, doesn't even mean Old Testament law. That, That law, that word refers to all the teachings of God. So we have law, testimonies, in here, we'll see precepts, statutes, commandments, ordinances, God's word just refers to it that way, and his promise. Each of those words has a subtle nuance in its meaning, but the intent of the author is not that we focus on how those words are different, but how together those synonyms point to the inexhaustible fullness and and blessing of every single word that comes from the mouth of God. The 22 stanzas correspond to the 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Every line in each stanza begins with the same Hebrew letter. If it were in English, it would be 26 stanzas, and every line in the first stanza would begin with a word that begins with the letter A. Every line in the second stanza would begin with the letter B and so on and so forth. It was written that way by the psalmist so that those in ancient Israel in hearing God's word could memorize it, could meditate on it, could delight in it. And we aren't certain who wrote the psalm. Most think it was David, King David, because of the style that it's written in and because of the circumstances described. It's also believed that these meditations on God's word were recorded over a lifetime. The early stanzas, the insight of a man in his younger years. The later stanzas, the insight of a man in his later years who worn and weathered The wisdom grows deeper with time. You'll hear that progression in the text. Here's what I want you to know before we dive in. There is a word from God for you in this psalm. I can promise you that. I don't know what it is, but when you hear it, you'll know it. And when you hear it, hold it. There's a word for you if you are down. There's a word for you if you're doing great. There's a word for you if you have stumbled and lost your way. Word for you if you need freedom or deliverance. There's a word for you if you're confused and you need understanding. A word for you if you need help, if you need hope, if you need perspective. A word for you if you need to be revived or sustained. Word for you if you are in pain, if you're sad, if you're grieving. There is a word for you if you'll lean in and listen. If you'll hear it with your ears if you'll hear it with your mind, and if you'll hear it with your heart. The reading is going to come on in just a moment. There's going to be some highlights of that reading on the screen. You can watch and listen, or you can follow along in your Bible and listen. Augustine wrote in the third century about Psalm 119. He said, so much more deep doth this psalm appear to me, that I cannot show how deep it is. It seemeth not to need an expositor, but only a reader and a listener. How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts, that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statutes. Then I should not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. I should give thanks to you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I shall keep your statutes. Do not forsake me utterly. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your
1: testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your
0: word. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes, that I may behold wonderful things from your law. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longing after ordinances at all times. You rebuke the arrogant, the cursed, who wander from your commandments. Take away reproach and contempt from me, for I observe your testimonies. Even though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight. They are my counselors.
1: My soul cleaves to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have told of my ways and... You have answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, so I will meditate on your wonders. My soul weeps because of grief. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove my false way from me and graciously grant me your law. I have chosen the faithful way, I have placed your ordinances before me, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, do not put me into shame, I shall run the way of your commandments, for you will enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the
0: path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies
1: and not to dishonest gain. Turn my eyes away from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. Establish your word to your servant as that which produces
0: reverence for you. Turn away my reproach which I dread, for your ordinances are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me through your righteousness.
1: May your loving kindness also come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. So I will have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. And do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I wait for your ordinances. So I will keep your law continually, forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be ashamed. I shall delight in your commandments, which I love, and I shall lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Remember the word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me. The arrogant utterly deride me, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I have remembered your ordinances from of old, O Lord, and comfort myself. Burning indignation has seized me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes are my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. O Lord, I remember your name in the night and keep your law. This has become mine that I observe your precepts. The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. I sought your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. I considered my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I hastened and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have encircled me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I shall rise and give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. I am a companion to all of those who fear you and those who keep your precepts. The earth is full of your loving kindness, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt
0: well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good discernment and knowledge. For I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have forged a lie against me. With all my heart I will observe your precepts. Their heart is covered with fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces."
1: Your hands made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. May those who fear you see me and be glad because I wait for your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. O oh, may your loving kindness comfort me according to your word to your servant. May your compassion come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be ashamed, for they subvert me with a lie, but I shall meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, even those who know your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statutes, so that I will not be ashamed.
0: My soul languishes for your salvation. I wait for your word. My eyes fail with longing for your word while I say, when will you comfort me? Though I have become like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The arrogant have dug pits for me, men who are not in accord with your law. All your commandments are faithful. They have persecuted me with a lie. Help me. They almost destroyed me on earth. But as for me, I did not forsake your precepts. Revive me according to your loving kindness, so that I may keep the testimony of your mouth.
1: Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness continues throughout all generations. You established the earth and it stands. They stand this day according to your ordinances, for all things are your servants if your law had not been my delight then i would have perished in my affliction i will never forget your precepts for by them you have revived me i am yours save me for i have sought your precepts the wicked wait for me to destroy me i shall diligently consider your testimonies i have seen a limit to all perfection your commandment is exceedingly broad Oh, how I love your law! It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, because I have observed your precepts. I have restrained my feet from
0: every evil way, that I may keep your word. I have not turned aside from your ordinances,
1: for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste! Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding.
0: Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn, and I will confirm it, that I will keep your righteous ordinances. I am exceedingly afflicted. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. O accept the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not gone astray from your precepts. I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end.
1: I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I wait for your word. Depart from me, evildoers, that I may observe the commandments of my God. Sustain me according to your word, that I may live, and do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Uphold me, that I may be safe, that I may have regard for your statutes continually. You have rejected all those who wander from your statutes, for their deceitfulness is useless. You have removed all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments.
0: I have done justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Be surety for your servant for good. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail with longing for your salvation and for your righteous word. Deal with your servant according to your loving kindness and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act, for they have broken your law. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold. Yes, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem, right all your precepts concerning everything, I hate every false way. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul observes them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth wide and panted. For I longed for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me. After your manner with those who love your name. Establish my footsteps in your word. And do not let any iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man, that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of water, because they do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. You have commanded your testimonies in righteousness and exceeding faithfulness. My zeal has consumed me, because my adversaries have forgotten your words. Your word is very pure, therefore, your servant loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give
1: me understanding that I may live. I cried with all my heart, answer me, O Lord, I will observe your statutes. I cried to you, save me and I will keep your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I wait for your words. My eyes anticipate the night watches, that I may meditate on your word. Hear my voice according to your loving kindness. Revive me, O Lord, according to your ordinances. Those who follow after wickedness draw near. They are far from your law. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Of old I have known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. Look upon my affliction and rescue me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not know your statutes. Great are your mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your ordinances. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, yet do I do not turn aside from your testimonies. I behold the treacherous and loathe them, because they do not keep your word. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your lovingkindness. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. I hate and despise falsehood, but love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous ordinances, Those who love your law have great peace, and nothing causes them to stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and your testimonies, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your word. Let my lips utter your praise, for you teach me your statutes. Let my tongue sing of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord and your law is my delight. Let my soul live that it may praise you, and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments.
0: Twenty-two times over and over the fullness of God's Word, the blessing of God's Word. It just washes over us like waves. And did you notice that as the voices moved from younger to older, that the, the wisdom progressed? It's like at the end you could feel the weightiness of the wisdom of God's Word. Sense of gravity, it got heavier with each stanza, it got heavier with each verse. In Bernard Anderson's commentary on the Psalms called Out of the Depths, he quotes from a a book called Fear No Evil by Natan Sharansky. Anderson uh, quotes it this way. He says in his book, Fear No Evil, Natan Sharansky, the noted Jewish dissident who eventually became a member of the Israeli parliament, tells how the book of Psalms saved his life during a long nine-year imprisonment from 1977 to 1986 by the KGB, the Soviet secret police. He spent just over one of those years in a punishment cell, a cold, damp basement room that that measured barely six feet square. His one possession and constant companion during those hard years was a book of psalms given to him by his wife, Avital. Though not a particularly religious man, he began reading those psalms, even memorizing them. To his astonishment, he found a striking affinity between his experience in bondage and the distresses articulated by many of the psalmists. After nine grueling years, he was finally transported to an airport outside Moscow for his trip back to East Germany and then to freedom. Sharansky's release was choreographed by the Soviets to ensure a most favorable exposure for the world press. Official car drove him to the airport, then to a plane at the far end of the runway. Photographers were in place. When he got out of the car, he was now minutes away from freedom in the end of his nine years of humiliation and suffering. And Sharansky himself describes what happened next. Where's my psalm book? You received everything that was permitted, answered the intellectual in an unexpectedly rough tone. Signaled the guards to take me away. I quickly dropped to the snow. I won't move until you give me back my psalm book. When nothing happened, I lay down in the snow and started shouting. Give me back my psalm book. The photographers were aghast and pointed their cameras to the sky. After a brief consultation, the boss gave me the psalm book. Can you imagine? On the verge of life, freedom, the end of suffering, the end of bondage, nine years worth of it, Sharansky would not take one step Toward freedom without his psalm book. Wouldn't take one step. Why? Why is that? Well, he had to know that life, liberty, and happiness, blessedness did not come from what the KGB was offering, even freeing him from prison. It comes only from the word of God only. I want you to stand, and I'm going to send this out with. This thought from the book of John, you know, you have to ask the question, why, why is there such love for God's word? Why such passion? Why such longing found in the psalmist, found in Sharansky, found in those that we know? Where, where does that stem from? Well, John answers that question for us. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came into being through him, apart from him, nothing came into being, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. We love the word, we need the word we long for the word, we hunger for the word, we are satisfied in the word because it is God's very word and all of God's word points to Jesus Christ. We've only just begun to meditate on and delight in God's word this morning and I want to invite you to download this reading that you just heard, uh, tomorrow you can do that on the website. And we want to invite you over the next 22 days, 22 stanzas, the next 22 days, to simply listen to that. You listen to it in its entirety each day. You can listen to it one stanza a day. That's your call. But listen to it. It takes time to meditate on and delight in God's word. But the rewards, the rewards, they're priceless. Go in peace, and we'll see you next week.